0: If you are a longtime listener of this program, you know um, how I feel about Elon uh, Omar and it has nothing to do with her heritage or her religion. It has everything to do with um, with who she is, how she got here, the marriage of her brother, all of this stuff, the coziness uh, with the Attorney general. Keith Ellison in uh, Minnesota and what I think is being done in Minnesota to the good immigrants that are coming from hell holes and now afraid to speak out in their own uh in their own neighborhoods uh because nothing's changed it's it's the same people running their neighborhoods that were running their country in some cases now, what are you going to do about it? Is anybody going an to investigate her? Well, there's news on that front we'll get to in a, in a few minutes. But there's also an election coming up. And Elon uh, Omar, her seat is up. And uh, where are you going to find a Republican that could possibly replace this Muslim, well-spoken, well-educated, beautiful woman? How How are you going to compete? Well... Another well-educated, really well-spoken, beautiful Muslim woman has stepped to the plate. Her name is Dahlia al-Aqidi, and she is actually from Saddam Hussein. She fled uh, Iraq under Saddam Hussein. She became an American citizen, and she takes it really seriously. Dahlia is running for her seat Uh, Her email or her website is dahliaforcongress.com. I wanted to introduce you to her. Hi, Dahlia. How are you?
1: Good morning. You made me smile.
0: (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad. Uh, So, Dahlia, you're running in Minnesota against somebody who is connected to the the power, um, who has gotten away with a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, in a society that I can't imagine looks on a Republican fondly, how are you going to win?
1: Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me uh, on your show. Sure. Um, Alhan Omar didn't really have a a real uh, opponent when she ran in 2016. Um, that's what I come Um, I believe that she's doing irreparable harm to Minnesota and to uh, just you stated it to her own people and to the U.S. in general. Um, I'm qualified because we come from similar backgrounds, but we couldn't be furthermore. She uses her accusation, her ready accusations every time you criticize her for not doing her job as a representative for the 5th district of Minnesota she has her ready accusations you're either anti immigrant you're either anti muslim you're anti refugees and so and so and so and we all america uh, got uh, uh, really used to her accusations so what i bring into the table that i neutralize her uh, rhetoric mm-hmm. yes i am a woman we came from similar backgrounds uh, i use my life experience to expose oppression and boost uh, uh, and boost the us and the, the land of the free while she does the, oppo- the, the opposite the residents of her of our district now want actual results they don't want scandals they don't want sound bites um, what i bring to the table as i bring issues with my international um, journalistic background helped me and gave me the ability to connect with wide uh, variety of people from different backgrounds and different outlets so i'm here and i will be running for the next 10 months to represent all of the people in the district and i would not say i would represent the muslims I would not say I would represent the Jews I would represent every resident of this district regardless of his or her faith color or political affiliate
0: So you left persecution uh by Saddam Hussein can you tell me a little bit about what that was like the persecution and leaving without anything
1: Oh god this is uh this is hard I mean um no matter how people read and and search about it, it's so different than what you living as a young adult under a, a tyranny. Um, Saddam Hussein was a brutal dictator. We had to flee the country. My mother, my little brother, a toddler, and I under uh, uh, under very secretive. Circumstances that we didn't even tell. I didn't even tell my favorite grandmother. I didn't tell anybody. We had to flee in order to be free. Uh, uh, people don't understand how it is to live under uh, uh, tyranny, under oppression. People don't understand it. People don't appreciate freedom until they lose it. And,
0: But you were kind of part of a... Of an underground, if you will. You you know or knew Christopher Stevens. He was the U.S. ambassador to Libya that was killed in Benghazi. And, and he actually helped you become politically active uh, in Libya. Is that right?
1: Uh, no, let, let me just correct uh, okay. a, a few things. I've met uh, right after we fled Iraq. I was extremely uh, active against uh, Saddam's regime and, and the, against the uh, the dictatorship right. of, of, of Saddam Hussein. I've met Chris Stevens, who became a very good friend of mine in Saudi Arabia. Back then, he was uh, uh, appointed in uh, the U.S. Embassy in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one who convinced me that a person like me, with dreams, with ambitions, should flourish in the United States of America. And he's the one who worked so hard to get us to the United States. and And that's why when uh, the Benghazi um, uh, the Benghazi uh, yeah. catastrophe was extremely personal to me. And that's why when uh, when the the incident happened at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. It was, for me, I was on my toes looking, and I was so proud of President Trump that he took the, the right decision, and sorry, he disappointed the liberals because we did not have a second Benghazi. President Trump took the right decision uh, to protect the U.S. Embassy, to protect us, because it was an attack
0: on a us soil so delia if i may i just i'm going to run out of time and and i know we're going to spend more time on tv tonight but i i i want to ask you so you are a you're an american citizen and on the outside if you look at uh Ilhan omar and and what the outside would say about her district it's a very closed off community um and and you would assume because she represents them not loving America. It, what is the discontent that you see in that district that would take a refugee that live the same life? You have, I mean, you have everything in common except you don't hate America. It is uh, it, uh,
1: no? Let me let me correct it. Except I love America. Yes. That's
0: yes. So, so what is it, what is the actual temperature on the ground of that district? Who are they and what are they like? And, uh, and is there buyer's remorse with Elon? What, what is happening on the ground there?
1: Not anymore. Not anymore. People, people are really tired of her hatred. People are tired of her not doing anything for their, uh, for the district. She, she uh, if you look at her record she didn't have anything uh to offer to her district but scandals. Uh, the people of of the district really need somebody that serves them. The residents want actual results. Uh sorry, results. They want uh, they want somebody uh who uh who could serve them. Yes. Uh, there is a big Somali community in in this district, but do you think that all of them are no. behind her? no this is absolutely not because she 's i mean she 's harming them before harming anybody else i agree the uh, the community uh, they don 't want to sit in their houses and waiting for handouts. Uh, uh, they have educated people. That they have hardworking people. That they need to to uh, to improve their lives, not waiting for a hand to throw them a bone here or throw them a bone there. And that's um, that, that I would blame them a, a bit on the main. Not a bit a lot on the mainstream media, because they do not portray the residents of the uh, of the district as well as you have more liberals there than any probably in any other state i mean in any other district, which makes my 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 work hard uh, but these people as well want a better life we okay. have in, in the district we have an extremely important issue uh, which is uh, security and safety the streets of this district is not safe anymore people are, are are worried to send their kids to school this is number one this is this is number one on my platform that if you want that better education and if you want better uh, uh, better health everything sounds good but number 1 feel safe to to walk in the uh, in the streets feel mm-hmm. feel safe that mm-hmm. you're protected Ilhan omar is calling to abolish police and is calling to minimize the police presence uh, presence in in uh in the district streets how can i send my kid to school if i know that he could get killed and the and and, and by the way the crime rate in the district is going high, and somebody needs to stop it. We have gangs, we have problems on the streets of our district.
0: Dahlia um, yes. Alakidi is the name of the candidate that is running for Elon uh, Omar's seat. She is a proud immigrant who loves America. She is a conservative Republican uh, and really kind of tailor-made uh, for for this exact race we wish you uh, all the luck. If you would like to find out more about her district and more about uh, if you can get involved or you can help, it's DahliaForCongress.com. for That's D A L I A for Congress.com. Dahlia, thank you so much. We'll have more of a conversation uh, later uh, at uh, five o'clock, and I want to kind of get into some of the Elon Omar stuff. Uh. Welcome to the uh, program. Let me just give you a couple of uh, stories uh, that, to me, seem pretty obvious. Uh, the Irish Post is reporting today, study finds people have less sex after the Pope visits.
2: That falls into the category of, gee, you think so? I mean... After the Pope visits, they have less sex? Yeah. Why is that a an obvious... Uh, for me? Yeah. I mean, is it, well, I Well, mean, I've never been in church and thought,
0: man... I'm feeling quite Randy. <laughs> no. I... And I've and I've been around the Pope and mm-hmm. the the thoughts of
2: I got to get back home and have some se-, just doesn't I believe though uh there's a an encouragement to have a large family, right? I mean, I, I that's kind of part of the traditions, I would say, of Catholicism. Well, what they're finding
0: now is that he is birth control. Okay, so when he goes in, this is according to the Irish Post uh, a study from the University of Brighton found that when he goes in to a place and he talks to people, abortion rates decline up to a fifth in the 14 months following a visit from him.
2: Now, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. At all. That's but, great. Because, you you know, maybe you'd be thinking about that in a more moral terms rather than pragmatic terms. Mm-hmm. So they also found that birth uh, birth rates uh
0: you know, nine months later and, and uh and eight up to eighteen months later, uh are uh are stabilized, uh and uh, and maybe even a little down. And they think that's because people are either using birth control because, you know, uh well, I guess Catholics can't do that.
2: I mean, yeah, they're I mean, supposed
0: to, yeah. It, mm. Uh and so they think that it's it's either contraception or uh and being more responsible or or or
2: just having less sex. We should have the Pope, like, just set up shop in Hollywood. Wouldn't that be great? All the time.
0: <laughs> Move the Vatican to Hollywood? <laughs>
2: it is, I think it might, it, it, might, it might help. No more child stars. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to save us a lot of headlines in TMZ later on. That's the good thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> of course, this
0: Pope probably would fit in. He'd be at Spagos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Taking meetings, wearing sunglasses. You're like, aren't you the Pope? Yeah, babe. Don't worry about it.
2: Chill. Relax. Take your tie off take that weird collar off <laughs> isn't it weird that there's two popes guy, The guy that we have two living popes it's very are you rare. watching that show The no two popes? I, i've no. been hearing about it though have okay. you watched it no i haven't watched it i think it's interesting like he came out uh the the not the one that's in office I mean, i'm, these yeah, are, I'm uh, not benedict. catholic obviously the, benedict. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> benedict came out and yeah. was like yeah no we shouldn't get rid of that whole uh that whole no sex thing we should keep that around And the other, uh, the the new guy, is like, yeah, you know what? Certain areas, it's all right, maybe, I
0: think. I think it's totally good. In fact, I think it's better for the Catholic Church if they would drop that. You know, that whole thing was started, you know, they say it's because of Peter. It wasn't started because of Peter. It was started because um, the popes would give land to the local priests. And so the local priests would become landowners, blah, blah, blah. And then when they died, they would just re gift it to the next priest. If you had a family, then the the church would lose control of the land, et cetera, et cetera. That's really why it started back in really? the old corrupt days. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. And then they said, Hey, Peter said don't have, you know, <laughs> no more kids. No more <laughs> that's kids. That's that's
2: extreme st- solution to that problem. It's yeah, weird. Hmm. Uh, anyway.
0: Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, I got to get to the big controversy that is happening on the Senate uh, floor right now. It is oh man, one of these, one of these rules, one of these new rules that the uh, that the Republicans just won't let go of. And how are you going to get a fair trial? I'll explain that rule here in just a second. First, I want to go to David Steinberg. He is an investigative reporter, uh, and uh, he is. Uh, he has been on the Elon Omar story, and we wanted to give uh, a highlight to a, a story that he wrote on the blaze. Finally, the feds, including ICE, appear to be investigating Elon Omar. Can you give me? Oh wait, we need the Elon Omar theme. Do we have that, Sarah? I can't believe we didn't. I mean, this is a high. This is a highly rated, very well produce buttoned up mm-hmm. never make a mistake kind of show that's us how could this how could this happen that we forgot this brilliant piece of production Ilana Mar.
2: Ilana Mar. Ilana Mar.
0: all right with our Ilan update is uh david steinberg how, how are you doing david
3: I was doing better before <laughs> that.
0: Yeah, you think uh, that you no, think I, that cheapens the segment a little bit or No, no, that, no. that
3: was wonderful. Okay, I've never heard it before. I'm, oh, I'm glad I uh, right. finally got a chance. Well,
0: there uh, you go.
3: Thanks for inviting me sure. and uh, thank you also for running my uh my update last week. Absolutely. I know I know everybody's uh, been waiting. Well, everyone who's been following this story has sure. been waiting a while to hear this news. Yes, and uh, it was it was uh, satisfying to finally publish that headline.
0: Okay, so tell me the story. <clears throat> well, last year in uh, in mid October,
3: uh, it, it actually uh, by coincidence it was the same day that Donald Trump was in Minnesota giving a stump speech. Uh, Steve Drazkowski, who is the uh, the state rep in minnesota who who has been the only person over there trying to get some accountability mm-hmm. he had made a complaint to the minnesota the minnesota branch of the department of justice the, the us attorney saying for goodness sake somebody has to look into her past there's just an overwhelming amount of evidence here and surprisingly he got a response the deal,
0: the deal. How, how, how sad is that that you have to say? And surprisingly, they responded to this.
3: Well, it was, it, was, it was rather shocking. Not only did he get a response, it wasn't a polite dismissal. The The current U.S. attorney of Minnesota, uh, Erica McDonald, she is a Trump appointee, by the way, mm-hmm. a 2018 Trump appointee. She, she directed the FBI to review Steve's complaints. And then the FBI, uh, the special agent in charge at the FBI, who she had assigned, did meet with Draskowski. It was that same day Trump was in town and a few others. And he handed over a file of prepared evidence that they had uh, put together, some other information that um, uh, it, it related to the, her finance charges that Steve was also involved with exposing earlier in the year and some other evidence. And uh, the FBI during the meeting said, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but wow, uh, <laughs> they, they, they took it seriously yeah. and, and said, you know, we have such a wide range of criminal activity here suggested by this evidence. In these kind of cases, the FBI turns into a hub and coordinates sharing evidence among several interested departments
0: i want to i'm going to give the exact quote from your article uh following answers to those questions about uh representative omar's 2009 marriage appear to give probable cause to investigate omar for eight instances of perjury immigration fraud marriage fraud up to eight years of state and federal tax fraud two years of federal student loan fraud and even bigamy To be clear, the facts described perhaps the most extensive spree of illegal misconduct committed by a House member in all of American history. Wow.
3: Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, that passage, I've run themes on that for a couple of years now. And uh, as you know, this has been covered solely by outlets like The Blaze and PJ Media Mm -hmm. and Powerline. Yep. And. Not I think really, extors, that's who are the three. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, other people have followed up on it, uh, but it, it has been um, – and, and Alpha News Minnesota, a small local outlet, got the ball rolling on this back in 2016. Now, uh, so this information, it, it's been a long wait because there was a much, there was enough information to open an investigation back before she was even elected in 2016 to her to her state seats now uh, what I like to do is compare what was all, what was going on with the FBI at the time the evidence they used to open this investigation against Trump uh, compare that evidence which was George Papadopoulos in a bar yeah uh, speaking to a foreign uh, a foreign yeah. diplomat right uh, compare that to these dozens and dozens of verifiable uh, social media posts we have documents, uh, legal documents from two different countries that can be verified. We have address records. We have uh, Ilhan's own comments to uh, an interviewer back in 2014. We have her husband's comments uh, that also corroborate all of this. This is just such a huge packet of evidence. And with what else is going on in the world today, look at what Adam Schiff's trying to uh, Yeah trying to start trying to use as, as grounds for impeaching the president meanwhile take a look it, all you need to know about the hypocrisy of what's going on today uh, in the senate is to take a look at how Adam Schiff has treated the yes. evidence against his colleagues
0: okay so you have the FBI playing as a, a quarterback if you will they they gave part of this case to the department of education inspector general for uh her her fraud on marriage and uh how she was working the educational system and then they also went to ice and they are saying that that you know she broke all kinds of uh immigration uh rules do you yes, th- well, go ahead
3: a lot of people who who have been uh, who haven't quite been following it uh are are discussing Ilhan being deported uh that's not uh, the issue at Casey The she came to this country at age 12, Mm -hmm. whether or not that was legal. And obviously, I've printed before that. I think it was entirely fraudulent. That's not what we're looking at here. ICE would be involved with her having a fraudulent marriage to a U.K. citizen. She was 26 years old. Uh, She had been a U.S. citizen at that point for seven or eight years. We're not talking about when she was 12. We're not talking about her getting deported. I want to be clear about that. Yeah. ICE would be talking about a fraudulent marriage.
0: You wouldn't be uh, talking about de- right. deportation. You'd be talking about possible jail time because of Correct. fraud. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Um, and do you do you see a world in which this stuff is actually handed down on a member of Congress?
3: Uh, it. You know this is i've talked about her as as sort of the perfect test that came along both for the democrat party for the media and for law enforcement uh if they don't take action on this case
0: yeah what what then
3: uh, yes what what will they take action on this is something that uh, seems seems like you know if they do open an investigation uh, in the morning they they, they could uh, hand out indictments by lunchtime yeah there's really not a lot of work left to do. It, the only work left to do is to subpoena these documents that i can 't get access to, such as the the school records of uh, of her husband uh, Ahmed Elmi. Uh, he came over to this country in uh, when he was a teenager and went to high school for a year, and from all I know, he lived in he lived with his father, Ilhan's father, for that year, and so the history goes way back. And I believe on their school registration forms, it'll mm-hmm. say "father, Nurse Ayedel." Right. It was Ilhan's father. Right. I can't get my hands on those documents because he was a minor, of course. So just those those sorts of things that I can't legally acquire. Mm-hmm. That's all that's left to do. And those certainly won't take a lot of times to get their hands on because that's stuff that stuff—that yeah. I, I, simple, yes.
0: I, I think you said it best that you could mm-hmm. start it in the morning, and by lunchtime you could hand out the indictments. I mean, it is—it so, there's that uh, yeah. th- that little of work to be done. All they have to do is make a phone call. You're and you're at a block. I, it, you're at a block.
3: Correct. Um, well, there, there's certainly more I can find to to completely uh right. there, there's more i haven't published yet i'll, I'll put it that way okay. but however also at a state level i i pointed out that it doesn't matter who this person was she perjured herself eight times while divorcing him and that would be a state matter so we, we have federal agencies looking at this right now hopefully there will be some movement at the state level as well
0: any idea and, timing? and
3: timing i don't know uh obviously when you see law enforcement doing something uh when you see they're doing the job as expected you, i don't want to antagonize them <laughs> yeah so obviously this news I, I published the news of the meeting last year uh, i waited three weeks after the meeting happened before i ran it uh this news about the fbi being contacted I, i'm sorry this news about uh ice being contacted, and the Department of Education being contacted, this didn't happen last week. This happened last year in November.
0: Hmm.
3: So I have been, uh, the last thing I want to do is be accused of stovepiping, essentially, handing information over to these agencies, calling the media, and saying, Hey, look! There's an investigation, right? Which is, uh, ironically, that's what James Comey did. uh, You know, when they briefed the president, (laughs) and then then leaked it to the media that uh, there was something going on. Uh,
0: David, I like the I like the way you work, and I like the way you think, and your work ethic. uh, To prove it is is uh, very rare in today's world. Um, We're talking to David uh, Steinberg. He is was the New York City editor at PJ Media. Um, and if you ask Dave Bratt, it was his investigation of Eric Cantor in 2014 in the primary campaign that uh, uh, tipped that uh, that district into uh, a historic loss, and and some say it was the beginning of the Trump era, and all because of of you, David Steinberg. Talk to you again. Thank you very much. Let us know when you have an update.
3: Will do. Thanks, Glenn. God
0: bless, David uh, Steinberg. You can follow him at Real. Uh, D Steinberg dot com. I mean, the gall of the Republicans in the Senate. I don't know if you know this yesterday, but here is <laughs> this is what uh, uh, Mitch McConnell tried to do. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to put in the old rules from uh, the, the Clinton impeachment because we all agreed that was fair. But then he went in and he tried to change one part of it, which was. You still have 24 hours to make your case, just like they did in Bill Clinton, but you have only two days to do it as opposed to three. So you got to work a 12-hour day, not an eight-hour day, because they say nobody's going to watch these things. Uh, That's what it was that was stopping people from
2: watching it. That's Mm. that's right. I forgot. It was just too long. People wanted to watch boring senators say things in eight-hour chunks. Yeah, they wanted
0: forty-eight hours, Mm -hmm. uh, but they wanted it over six days instead of four. Mm. Uh, Really? Yeah. So so they changed that, and thank goodness they did. Thank goodness they did because the the network TVs yesterday they're already bailing on it. They're already talking about there's no interest in this. Incredible. Okay. Um, here's another thing that he's done. You ready for this one? Oh, no. <sighs> Impeach him for it, whatever it is. Okay. So there is, there is you know, they're taking the old rules, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're using all the old rules. There's an obscure part of this that nobody was reading. Lawmakers on the Senate floor are only allowed to drink milk or water. <laughs> really? What do you.? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a horror show. That's terrible. That. So it's, and they're expected to do this for up to, you know, four or five weeks of just drinking water or milk. Thank God for edibles. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. And if you see anybody with anything but water or milk on the floor, you better call your local congressman because there's another impeachment uh, filing that you have to make. I got to tell you, if they said that to me, I would be baking cookies all night long and then I'd come and I would be selling the other senators cookies for their milk. (laughs)